0: Okay, good evening. Tonight is our weekly meditator Dhamma talk. So I wanted to talk tonight about Vipassana. vipassana someone recently asked on a, a on, on the internet someone was asking how do you practice vipassana so i wanted to talk about vipassana How do you practice vipassana? There's there's other questions as well. Uh, Should we practice vipassana? That's an interesting question. Why should we practice vipassana? Why should we care how you practice vipassana? Should we be practicing it? It's a question that you should answer right off because... It's hard to practice if you have doubts about what you're doing But other questions Uh, What does it mean? What does vipassana mean? So I'd like to answer several questions about it First in regards to I'm not going to go into detail, I don't think about why we should practice it I'm going to assume that some of that work has already been done or will be done, if not uh, in in some of the other things I say. But I, I I was once told by a monk that vipassana was a later invention. So the question of what is vipassana is is immediately immediately relative. Uh, relevant, sorry. he said that vipassana was what, what is vipassana. It's a later invention, and he said the the word vipassana doesn't exist in the Tipitaka. And it quite shocked me to hear this. And so I went and looked it up. the question: you know, Did the Buddha actually teach vipassana? And so we, the, we have to understand. First of all, let's let's. Go directly to what it means Vipassana means to see clearly Vi means clearly, pasana means seeing In Sanskrit they say vidarsana, I think Or vipassana in, in, in Sri Lanka they say vidarsana Which I assume comes from the Sanskrit It's because passana and dasana are the same word That bit of trivia might not sound interesting, but it is important because vipassana isn't a buzzword, and we shouldn't ever reduce things to to labels, right, to a buzzword. The label is useful, but it's what's behind, it's the reality behind it, and reality doesn't have labels. Labels just point us to the reality. So it means seeing clearly, and then if we ask generally, did the Buddha teach seeing, teach us seeing, to teach us to see clearly? I like think anyone who's, who says no doesn't have a very good idea of the Buddha's teaching at all. The Buddha used the word dasana, pasana, and then the verbal forms, das, uh, pasati is a common one. But he did use the word vipassana He didn't use it that often, the form But he did use the, the actual form of that word vipassana Usually um, when paired with samatha He said that these two things are Sort of form the basis of practice They're the, the, the two most important qualities Samatha means tranquility and vipassana means seeing clearly In one Sutta, he said some people practice one first, samatha first, and then vipassana, so they calm the mind and then they practice insight. Other people practice insight first, and then as they go, the mind becomes calm. Some people practice them together. But the word vipassana, the idea of seeing clearly, is is all throughout the Buddha's teaching. Uh, A very common example and an example of how you could miss it if you're not conversant with the Pali because the English translations don't often say, you know, they they don't make it clear that that's what's being referred to. But we have a a very influential sutta, the Padekarata Sutta, where the Buddha says, (laughs) Adita nan vakkameya napatikankeya nagatam don't go back to the past, don't worry about the future. What's in the past is gone, what's in the future hasn't come. And then he says, vipassati," Which means, whatever dhammas uh, are present, are in the present, ta, 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 ta vipassati see clearly vipassati or he sees clearly or one sees clearly in them in regards to them and so we have an example here of, of how the buddha used this term uh, in in a, a most important this was one of the, one very important uh, discourse of the Buddha. He specifically pointed out what we should do. We should try and see clearly things, dhammas, in the present moment. So we can answer at least that far about why we should practice, or should we practice, or should we not want to learn about it. Because it was something—it was what the Buddha taught us to do. If you have any kind of idea that the Buddha knew what he was talking about, which you should if you know anything about his teachings they make, they're quite profound, then you can uh, appreciate the importance of these words that clearly seeing, seeing clearly is obviously something important, but more generally Just understanding that it means to see the present moment clearly is such a profound statement Whereas we get caught up in the past and we worry about the future and we stress and suffer so much from that If only we could just see reality clearly as being the present moment, right? It would be much more peaceful Live in the present, right? And not only live in the present, the Buddha didn't just say that, he said see clearly And not just see clearly the present, but see clearly the Dhammas that arise in the present, or the Dhammas that there are in the present. So we still haven't answered how we practice Vipassana, but we've gotten some idea of what is meant by Vipassana. So we start here, looking at this. This is a good example of where we can look. We say, "Okay, you practice vipassana. You find some way to uh, see the present dhammas clearly." And if we look, if if we go, I'll try and trace this back. If you if you look at where the Buddha talked about seeing the dhammas in the present moment, you have another very important a uh, verse that the Buddha taught where he says, "Sabe Dhamma Anata. All Dhammas are non-self. Sabi Dhamma he Ti. Yada Panyaya Pasati. When one sees this Panyaya with wisdom, And if you listen carefully you hear what I'd said, Yada pasati. So again he's using the word pasati which is vipassati, which is pasana. When one sees panyaya with wisdom, with panya, atani bindati duke, and one becomes disenchanted with suffering. He, so, this is the path of purification so why we should practice it is right there that it leads to purity which is a very valuable quality the idea being that when you see things clearly there is a purity that is there that is absent That we're not able to attain when we don't see clearly Because our habits, the way we look at things, the way we're accustomed to looking at things Is fraught with all sorts of ignorances and and misunderstandings So wanting to find happiness, we act in ways, speak in ways and think in ways that cause us suffering But once we see clearly, we won't do that. We won't react to things in ways that give rise to suffering. But the first part is more important for the practice. What, what is that we should see clearly? Well, here we have a good answer. Sabi dhamma anatta. So when we look in the present moment at the dhammas, whatever those may be, Buddha says, we, we, what we are to come to see is that they're anatta, that they're not-self. And this opens the door up to really the, the base of the Buddha's teaching, that really our way of looking at the world is flawed in, in, in at least this very fundamental way. You know, the Buddha also talks about impermanence and suffering but i think the more deeper and and more important quality is non-self so the way we look at the world even things in the present moment if i if you told most people live in the present moment and see clearly the things in the present moment they would say okay things ah, that thing there that thing there that person there that Things that have self They have self in the sense that They have a name, right? They have an entity to them They are a thing They are an object In fact, if you think about it They're not actually a thing in the present moment at all Their thingness requires past and future Like if you refer to a person by name Well, they're not at that moment that person the person who they are is the thing that lasts from moment to moment when you see and hear and smell and taste and hopefully not all of those but you see and hear them when you think about them but the same with things everything that you see and hear and smell they're things that last and in fact the only thing that is truly in the present moment is experience and so why is that what I say about the base of the Buddha's teaching is again and again the Buddha talked about the six senses, the five aggregates, body, mind, the, the, the building blocks of experience. He taught that, that that is the basis of reality. Those are the Dhammas. That people, places and things, those are not Dhammas those are concepts, those are selves. That's looking at the world from a perspective of what we think of it, of, of our conception of all the pieces in it. We put things together. And we, we give them names and so on. But when we talk about non-self, it means to see the present moment. So it, it encompasses impermanence and suffering as well, because impermanence is the fact that experiences are momentary. And we start to see that all the things, the people and places that we thought were, uh, were real are just made up of experiences. That, that our reception of everything in the world, what we actually receive is just seeing, hearing, smelling, tasting, feeling, thinking. and so seeing clearly has something to do with this change of perspective from seeing things as selves as stable as satisfying because the essence is satisfaction one thing that you start to realize when you practice when you see clearly this is a part of seeing clearly when we talk about suffering is it, all it means is that nothing can satisfy you. Because anything that you thought exists actually is not real. Your experience of it is momentary. Your con- contact with it is dependent on experiences. You can only ever see or hear or smell or taste or feel or think about something. And so it can't actually be anything for you more than just experience. And when you look at experiences... Experiences are not satisfying. Why? Because they're impermanent. Because you can't control them. You can't keep them. You can't keep them away. You can't manage them. And so when our expectations, when we want for things to be a certain way, and they're not that certain way, we suffer. And we build up attachment to things, We get out of out of sync with reality because we don't see clearly. We start to notice that when we do see clearly, we suffer less. When we do interact with things as they are, rather than how we wish they would be, we suffer less. So part of our practice of seeing clearly has to be seeing in terms of experience. Seeing, hearing, smelling, tasting, feeling, thinking in the physical and mental aspects of reality. And so when we think about this, if we go the next step and we we try to think about how did the Buddha teach us to uh, approach experience? then we can start to understand how we can practice to see clearly. What we should start to see as we look at these teachings is that you don't really practice seeing clearly. You practice something to see clearly. You have to practice to see clearly. And so to say practicing vipassana is a bit misleading because you don't just, okay, I'm going to practice, I'm just going to see clearly many, many times and that'll be my practice. No, you practice to see clearly, and if you practice correctly, of course you'll start to see clearly it, should, it has to be that way. So there's a very another very famous story or talk that the Buddha gave to Bahia because Bahia asked the Buddha for the most concise teaching he could give. Bahia had been uh, shipwrecked, he'd been shipwrecked and then cast ashore naked. And so he, he just covered himself up with a piece of pot or something, pottery or something. And uh, walked around sort of begging for food. And people started to think he, people thought he was uh, maybe some some ascetic. Because there were a lot of naked ascetics around that time. And so they gave him food and he thought, oh wow. People giving me food thinking I'm a naked ascetic. So he started to uh, to act the part. He said, Well, then I'll just be a naked ascetic. And people offered him clothes and he refused the clothes, thinking, Well, I won't get any support that way. And eventually people started to think he was somehow enlightened and he had started to think he was enlightened. And then the story goes that a Brahma, a god who used to be one of his fellow monks in the past life, came down and said, Bahia, you're not an Arahant. You're not enlightened and you're not on the path to enlightenment. He said, go find the Buddha. The Buddha has arisen, go find him. So he he went to see the Buddha and based on his harrowing journey of almost dying in the ocean and his realization that, uh, well, he he wasn't anywhere near enlightened and that there was this idea of being enlightened, He he just asked for the Buddha for the most simple teaching possible. And 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 that's why it's so important and I'd say famous is because it's this concise and very powerful statement. And it also explains quite well why we practice the way we do. Because the Buddha said uh, then train yourself you should train yourself in 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 this way, bahia Dipte dipta matang What is seen should just be seen. In what is seen, there should just be what is seen. Sute matang bhavisati. In what is heard, there should just be what is heard. Mutte matang bhavisati. In what is felt, which means smell, taste, felt on the body, there should just be what is felt, what is experienced. Vinyate matang bhavisati. what is cognized in the mind will just be what is cognized in the mind and as if you do that then there will be no you you won't basically said you won't get caught up in it he says something very very cryptic and well terse i guess he says Tato twang natena from that there uh, are are There, thereby, there will be no you by that, or because of that. Tatotvangnatina. Meaning there will be no, no me, mine, no self. You will not get caught up in those things. There will be a simple clear seeing so we get a very important part of the puzzle here part of the explanation if you want a clear understanding of what means to practice vipassana to see clearly seeing clearly with wisdom you know the word panya meaning to know fully wisdom can be misleading because of how we use it in the west but the word "banya" means to know fully, to really know something, right? If you think something, I think um, I think there is life on other planets. Oh, I think, but I don't know if I think that. But if you go to another planet and then you see other life, then you oh, then you know. Or if they contact us or something Oh, then you know In the same way I could say Well, I think Australia exists But until I see it for myself I don't really know So Panya means to really know That's, I mean, that's just basically how, what it means So if we talk about the Dhammas It makes a lot of sense to talk about Just let seeing be seeing Because that's really knowing them And it may seem quite mundane and and simplistic But that's actually the point Is that we complicate things Rather than seeing things clearly We react and we judge and we complicate And we transform things from what they are to what they're not So seeing becomes a problem. You you see someone you don't like or you see something ugly or you see something beautiful. Instead of focusing on the seeing it becomes the thing and it becomes the whole story behind the thing where you see something you like or something you dislike and then you Get off on that creating all sorts of karma All sorts of future prospects Based not at all on the experience But based on how you perceive it And how you react to it So panya meaning to see something fully Or to really see something To really know something To see it with a a true knowledge of what it is this is very different from how we normally interact with reality. So we've we've come close, I think, to answering the question. If we talk about the practice of letting seeing just be seeing, that there's another very important teaching of the Buddha where he says this sort of thing as well. And this is really exactly how we practice, where the Buddha in the Satipatthana Sutta says, Kachanto vagachamiti pajanati. Pajanati is means sees means or means knows really knows. It's the same word as panya. Pajanati means panya. Kachanto vagachami. When walking one knows I am walking or going. When going one knows I am going. When standing one knows I am standing. When sitting, one knows I am sitting. When lying down, one knows. When feeling anger, one knows I am feeling anger, and so on and so on. When one feels pain, when pain arises, one knows that pain has arisen, and so on. And this is the practice of satipatthana. So, what we talk about, as I've said many times, what we practice. How we explain what we practice (coughs) We explain it as satipatthana vipassana Satipatthana is what we practice Vipassana is why we practice We practice satipatthana to see clearly And so when you hear About using a mantra Call it what you like, using a word To remind yourself When you say to yourself pain, pain, or when you say hearing, hearing, seeing. When you're thinking about something and you say thinking, thinking. When you focus on the object and remind yourself it is what it is. You're trying to cultivate this state of seeing reality just as it is. Where seeing is just seeing, hearing is just hearing, and so on. And so how you practice vipassana becomes about how you cultivate this ability to see reality just as it is. To really know what it is. And it changes, it shifts your perception from people, places and things and concepts to experiences. some people call it penetrative insight and that's that's not how this should be translated I don't think but it's an interesting idea because, or it's a useful idea uh, because it penetrates we talk about penetrating through the cloud of this nebulous idea of of people and places and things it's nebulous because it's all in the mind and it's It's based very much on our own perceptions You know, we have ideas of who people are Of what things are It's based on our preferences and so on And it's not clearly here and now It's not really in tune with what's actually happening In order to actually have these concepts arise You have to have experience So it's penetrative in that It really puts you in direct contact with reality, with the present moment, uh, with the Dhamma. And so in brief, Vipassana is is this um, parting of the clouds of, of, of kind of delusion and darkness and ignorance to see reality just as it is. As it, as it comes to us. And that is purifying. That changes uh, our habits from ones of reactivity to ones of purity and peace, clarity. And the way we practice this is by being mindful. By reminding ourselves. By Practicing by by cultivating the quality of mind that sees an experience just as it is. Seeing is just seeing, hearing is just hearing, smelling is just smelling. And so, by practicing the way we are, even just watching the stomach rising, falling, it's not the stomach we're interested exactly in exactly. It's more the quality of mind with which we look at the stomach just a simple object, but when you look at it, you'll see the reaction, the the judgment, the forcing of the breath even, and you'll see all of this baggage that we carry, all of this coloring that we do of the experience. We don't actually interact with it just as it is, we react to it and we uh, influence it based on our habits. As you see more and more clearly This all starts to change And so we attempt to just see the experience as it is Vipassana We say to ourselves With the body we watch the stomach and the foot With the feelings we say pain, pain Or if you feel happy saying happy or calm, calm With the thought saying thinking With the emotions liking and disliking and so on Mind states Senses, seeing, hearing, smelling When we practice, when we cultivate this you know, we start to see more clearly so, way, the way, so the way we teach If you concisely want to talk about How you practice vipassana We teach The practice of using a word That reminds you of the experience To bring your mind closer to the experience Which will allow you to see clearly Which will purify the mind From all the bad habits that come from not seeing clearly And that's simply how you practice vipassana So that's the talk for tonight Thank you for listening